Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. this morning. Have you enjoyed the service this far? Would you put my title on the screen, Nisha? Uh, I'm going to deal with something. Amen. Is Children's Church leaving today? All right. Kids get to stay in with us today. Amen. I want to title my message this morning, Bar Mitzvah. Can y'all say that? Wow. <laughs> uh, and, and before I get into this, uh, I need to explain to you what a bar mitzvah is. Does anybody know? Well, there are some that do know. Actually, I don't know how the Lord gave it to me because I had to really look it up. Uh, today, I become a man. Tell your neighbor. Today. You ladies, you, you get to say it too. Because <laughs> you know how the Bible is. It calls you a son of God and daughter of God. You could say today I become a daughter. Today, I become a woman. Yeah, that's even better. Today, I become a man. Bar Mitzvah. And I want to read this uh, to you before I get into the scriptures. Bar means son. You read your Bible and it says Bar Jonah. You've seen him in the Bible. That means son of Jonah. So Bar means son and Mitzvah means commandment. So a Bar Mitzvah is a son of the commandment. A son of the commandment. And this is a very important time in a young man's life. This is when he leaves childhood and steps into manhood. And it is a big ceremony. And believe it or not, this may shock you, this happens at 13 years of age. For you women at 12, go figure. They say you become more mature faster than we do. This is probably where people get the idea that 12 and 13 is the age of accountability. I don't hold with that thought because I feel like the age of accountability is the age of a child when he's able to understand he is a sinful and a sinner and needs a Jesus, needs Jesus in his life. And I have a five, six, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, how's Bailey now, granddaughter, amen, that understands well that concept. But the bar, uh, the bar mitzvah, it marks the assumption of responsibility to obey the commandment. It also is the time when these young men start taking part in leading religious services, form binding contracts, and to even marry. It's when they step into adulthood. We got something making some noise. If it's my mic, I'll change. At the bar mitzvah, the father recites a blessing. There it is, thank you. Thanking God, he is no longer responsible for his son's sins, that the child is now accountable. And something amazing happens at this time. Uh, when they, in this ceremony, they put a talif on the, on, the, on the son. They put a talif on him. Anybody know what a talif is? Talif is a prayer shawl. Isn't it amazing how one noise can disrupt everything? He's got it. All right, y'all with me now? They, they put a prayer shawl on the young man called a talif, and they also give him what is called a teflon. 
A Teflon is a small box. This is important. I need y'all to catch this before I preach. It's a small leather box, and it's got leather straps on it. And when during this ceremony, they, and in the Teflon is the Torah. It's scripture. It's the word of God. And they take one and tie it around his head, and they take the other and tie it right here on his arm, and they wrap the leather, the, the young man does, he wraps the leather all the way around his arm down, and it goes around his middle finger, and now he is suited. What that represents is the word of God is in his mind. He now has the word of God in his heart. And as a result of the word of God being in his mind and in his heart, it goes all the way down and affects what he does. So it's not just orthodoxy, it's orthopraxy. Are you following me? Orthodoxy means adhering to uh, the Christian faith or a set of beliefs. But orthopraxy means that your behavior is now influenced by what you believe. So now I'm stepping into a level of manhood to where now I am responsible to respond to what I know and believe. Are you following me? He now has two essentials for advancing the kingdom of God. He has the word of God and he has the prayer shawl, meaning he has contact with God. So now he's no longer a child, but he is a man. Are you following me? Okay, grab your Bible, stand to your feet for the reading of God's word. Can I tell you that orthodoxy without orthopraxy is religion without shoe leather and it's religiosity. If what, if how I act is not influenced by what I believe, it's irrelevant to the world I live in. A lot of us believe a whole lot more than we do. Are y'all okay this morning? This might get thick. <laughs> Turn with me to the book of Galatians. Or let's start in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number four. I know we've kind of been lengthy this morning. I'm cognizant of the time that it's late. I'm also aware we're going to be late. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hebrews chapter number five. Where do I want to start? We're going to start in uh, verse number 12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. But strong meat belongs to them who are mature, who are of a full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore, Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, tell your neighbors, time to move. Let us 
go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, of eternal judgment, and this we will do if God permit. All right, go with me now to the book of Galatians. I tell you what, before you go to Galatians, let's, let's pick up Romans 8.17. Just give me that on the screen while we go into Galatians. I'm sorry, that's not the one I want. Let me go to Romans. Sorry, Nisha. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 19. Romans 8, 19. It says, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. All of creation is standing in anticipation for the revealing of mature sons of God. That is a powerful scripture. Tell your neighbor, the world's waiting on you. Tell your others, time to grow up. Now, 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 take that pacifier out of your mouth. This is getting really awkward. You with that dirty diaper on and you've been saved 10 years. Uh, anybody smelling anything or are you sitting? <laughs> All of creation is groaning, moaning, standing with their neck stretched, waiting for the sons of God to take their position. All right, now turn with me to the book of Galatians. Chapter number four, verse number one. It says, now I say, listen to this scripture, y'all, that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a servant, though he be Lord of all. But he is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Uh, look at verse 7 before we pray. Same chapter. Wherefore, you are no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we need you this morning, Lord. Today's a big day for us. Today we become a man. Today, Lord, is our bar mitzvah. Today is the day, Lord. Give us grace to embrace this transition in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Somebody shout amen. amen. Praise God. This is a continuation of a sermon that I've been preaching, amen, out of Isaiah chapter number 43 about God doing a new thing. I don't know how you believe about all this stuff uh, uh, that I'm about to say, and I'm not a real wooey guy. I, I consider myself pretty straight-laced and try not to step too far outside the boundaries. Amen. But several weeks back, I was in the sanctuary praying, and I asked the Lord to allow me to enter into the very throne room of God and hear the conversation of heaven. Amen. As a result, amen, only God can do what God does. And I don't know how to explain it. All I, need, all I can do is tell you what happened. Amen. 
Praise God. And in my prayer time, me and another gentleman was in the sanctuary praying, and I heard the Lord say that, behold, I am doing a new thing. I am doing a new thing. Amen. And all of my words that come to me are never generic. I can take them to in the scripture. So we did that and we preached that sermon out of Isaiah chapter number 43 that God said, behold, I am doing a new thing. And in the scripture, he said, will you recognize it? In other words, yeah, I'm doing a new thing, but are you going to understand what I'm doing? Are you even going to recognize that I am doing a new thing? Because the, 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 the key to a successful transition is understanding the transition. Some of us are going through some things and we don't know why and we fight against God literally trying to pull us out of one realm to get us to another realm. Right. Amen? Uh, I thought about this lately, and of course, that's all my mind's on, that the Lord said, I'm doing a new thing. I'm about to grow my church up. Amen. And it's not comfortable sometimes, but knowing and understanding the productivity of it is going to enable you to embrace it. Uh, Scott and uh, Lindsay are, are trying to wean Mia off the pacifier. <laughs> And he, you know, Scott, he's always got something crazy to say. He said, boy, it gets right around the house. It gets right. You hear me? Because at certain times she wants that pacifier. She don't understand that the mother and the father is trying to take her out of one level and, and catapult her into another level. And what was acceptable at the level she's at now is not acceptable at the level you're trying to get her to. Amen. So sometimes when the Lord is trying to get you into another level of maturity, he starts taking some things away from you. He starts exposing some things in your life and you may be confused because it was okay yesterday. I mean, I mean, uh, my uh, Stephen, my little Stephen has got a loose tooth right now and he's about to lose a tooth. And, 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 and uh, my, my grandbabies, they started to lose two. I don't remember when my kids, I was, I was an idiot when my kids were born. <laughs> but, but now that I'm saved, things mean something, you know what I mean? And, and, and my grandkids, now when they start losing a tooth, we don't go into crises. We celebrate. Yay, your tooth is loose. <laughs> and I'm always saying, let me pull it. And when we teach the child to celebrate, when in reality, if the child didn't understand that I'm only losing something to make room for something. Mm, I'm not losing something for the sake of losing something. I'm losing something that was temporary to get me through this phase. But if I'll let it go, there's something bigger and better that's going to be deep rooted. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Because with these teeth, I can only eat so much. But if I will allow the process in my life and let it go, high five your neighbor, tell them, just let it go. Just, just, just let it go. Just let it go. We're going to take a string and tie it to a football and we're going to tie it to Stephen's tooth. <laughs> Amen. So, so, and the only reason that this, and, and if the child didn't understand, as far as that child knows, he can never remember being without teeth. 
Are you following me? He's always had these teeth, and all of a sudden, I can tell that it's being moved, and granddaddy wants to remove it. Is this too simple for y'all? So, the, the, if we don't understand the transition, then we'll fight against the transition, we'll delay the transition, and we will not realize, amen, that God's not trying to take something away from me for the sake of taking it away from me. He's trying to prepare me to receive something greater from him. Can I get a witness? So here in the book of Galatians, the transition is revealed. The transition is from childhood to sonship. And somebody said, now, now wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're a child of God, you are a son of God. And if you are a son of God, you are a child of God. And, and, and I agree, amen. Because a child is a son of God by virtue of salvation. Can I get a witness? But a child and a son differ in position and authority. Now are you following me? Would you agree with that? A child and a mature son differ in position and authority. And here Paul differentiates between a child and a son. He equates a child with a servant. Galatians chapter number four, verse number one. He equates a child with a servant. Amen. A child, he said, a child is no different from a servant, even though he is the Lord and the master of the entire state. Wow. Meaning the servant and the child both live in the estate. Somebody say, thank God I'm here. The child and the servant both live in the father's estate. They both access all the benefits of the father's estate. They both enjoy its privileges, its protections, and its provisions, but they have no power, no authority to advance the affairs of that state. The child, the heir, as long as he is a child, as long, and a child is defined by immature, Hey, tell your neighbor, he's talking to you. Go ahead, just tell him. Child is defined by immaturity. He's untrained. He's inexperienced. He is in need of tutors and governors. A tutor uh, uh, meaning he needs constant instruction. Someone's constantly telling him and teaching him and instructing him. And a governor means to exercise restraint or control to govern his actions. He said, this is the characteristics of a child. He's always having to tell, have somebody tell him, don't do that. Don't touch that. Get up. Brush it. Brush your teeth. Don't talk like that. Don't act like that. Quit acting a fool. Oh, I am preaching 100 miles an hour this morning. Some of you sitting right there saying, I know people like that. It ain't you, but you know people like that, don't you? Huh? Child, immature. Not that he ain't a child of God. Not that he ain't saved. He's just so immature. He is so untrained that he'll twist off on you right in the restaurant. You just don't know what he's going to do. Amen? And whatever you do, don't use that ugly two-letter word. 
No. Because we're we going to take it to the next level if you say no nowadays. He said, as long as you have this mindset, he said, you're, you're in the kingdom, but you ain't no different from a servant. The father can't sit down and exchange. He can't sit down with you and discuss the affairs of the kingdom. He can't give you the keys. He, oh my God, help us. He, 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 he can't say, okay, son, this is what we got going in the family business. And I need you to take this and advance that section in that situation. And I need you to go take, no, he ain't no different from a servant. All he's doing is milling around the house, taking care of menial affairs. Oh, God, help me this morning. Amen. So a child needs, he needs a tutor at all times. He needs somebody, uh, a governor that's keeping his emotions in check, keeping his feelings in check, keeping his mouth in check, keeping his attitude in check. Huh? My mama said, did you take a bath? <laughs> yeah, mama took a bath. Did you use soap? No, mama, you didn't say use soap. You see what I'm saying? Every little thing, you got to be told what to do and when to do when you're a childish, uh, when you're a child. Amen. Can we just work this this morning? Amen. He needs, so, so a child is, uh, the characteristic of a child who, who is one who needs tutors, he needs governors, he needs constant instruction, he needs constant restraint to regulate his actions. So the heir, the right, catch this, the rightful owner and recipient of everything the father has. I mean, he is the descendant of the father. And everything the father has, it belongs to him. But as long as he is a child, as long as he needs constant correction, as long as he needs constant supervision, he is no different from a hired servant. That's what your Bible just said. He is Lord of all and master of nothing. Y'all awake out there? I said, he's Lord of all and master of nothing. Got everything at his disposal, ready to step into, amen, the shoes of the father to execute the kingdom. But as long as he is a child, he never gets to make a move. And the scripture said, until the appointed time of the father. Until appointed means fixed. It means a set time. In other words, the father decides when it's time for your transition. You don't get to decide. Amen. Some of you wives ought to elbow your husbands right now. You don't get to decide when you're going to grow up. Some of y'all need to get that word right there. Amen. In the kingdom, there is a set time that the Father has set to transition you from being a child to a son, from your immaturity to maturity. Appointed means it is fixed, it's set. We don't get to decide. And it's a set time by the Father. And as, in, uh, in other words, there is a time when the Father says, okay, it's time for transition. It's time to grow up. When the Lord said, I'm about to do a new thing, this is what he began to show me. I'm about to grow my church up. 
I'm about to bring her in a level of maturity because I need her to begin to advance the kingdom of God on this planet. Amen. Oh, my God. Help me this morning. Are y'all praying for me? So it's time to grow up. In other words, it's time to leave the first principles. Hebrews chapter number five. It is time to leave the first principles uh, or the elementary fundamental principles of kingdom of repentance of dead works. Amen. In, okay, uh, in other words, the father said, okay, now you can't get away with that no more. Okay, okay, that's, that's fine for your childhood age to where you were constantly messing up and asking for forgiveness. Messing up and asking for forgiveness. Messing up and asking for forgiveness. He says, time to move. It's time to go on. It's time to leave that and step into a realm. Matter of fact, look, it says go on to perfection. It is time for you to begin to assume some responsibility for your actions. Oh my God, this is going to be just too much this morning. Amen. It is time to, because you're of age now, you don't need some tutor and accountability partner running around saying, you ought not do that. You ought not say that. He said, I'm trying to bring you into a place of manhood. I'm trying to bring you into a place of maturity. I need you to go on to perfection. I, I need you to go on to, and perfection means complete or fullness. It means coming to the fullness of manhood and maturity. Now, some of you have been saved a long time and you still throw in childish fits. Boy, it, this is a bad day, guys. Y'all gonna be here next weekend. Y'all come back and try it again. You've been saved too long to be acting like you acting. Amen? He said, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing you to a place of transition, and I'm trying to pull that pacifier out of your mouth. Amen? I ain't warming you bottles no more. Uh, you know how we used to do it? I don't know if y'all do it anymore when me and Patty was raising kids. She would heat that bottle up and shake it and put it on her wrist. Y'all still do that? It had to be just right because in the kingdom, everything was, uh, when they're uh, the children, everything's about the children. Everything's about making them comfortable. My God. Everything's about making sure everything's okay for them. Everything's about making sure that they don't do without. Everything's given to them. They ain't got to worry about picking up a fart. They ain't got, we, we'll stick that in their mouth. Amen? Well, I'm telling you, God is saying as far as life, church, I don't know about every other church, that, that, that I'm going to put the spoon down and you've been picking up yourself. <laughs> Amen? You hear me? The days of over are, are coming on Sunday morning so the preacher can spoon feed you something. And the problem with that, he may be giving you something that's junk. And we would never know the difference. He said, no, no, now, today is your bar, your, your bar mitzvah. Today, you're going to grow up. Today, you're going to pick up your own fork, and we're going to get the milk out of the way, and we're going to put some meat on your table. Are y'all ready for some meat? 
We're going to put some meat on your, t- on your plate, and we're going to start eating some solid stuff. Amen? I don't care what sister so-and-so said. I don't care what brother so-and-so did. You are now accountable for your actions, your emotions, your reactions. Oh, my God. And we don't even realize it, amen, that we're in transition right now, and God is trying to grow us up, and we're mad at this one, and we're mad at that one. Are y'all okay this morning? Amen. We're upset because this one said that, or this one said this, and all the while, it was simply God giving you an opportunity to to exercise. your own emotions, and your own feelings so that you could begin to move to a level of maturity. All right? Can we, can we go a little deeper? He said, it is time to leave the first elementary principles of all this repentance. Amen. Some of us repent every night before we go sleep. Some of us repent when we wake up. Lord, would you go ahead and forgive me for what I'm about to do? Heard a man say that one time. I thought it was hilarious. He was serious. Amen. You want to know why? It's a childish state. Is that believer not born again? That's not my issue today. My issue is the Lord is saying it is time to step into a whole new realm where you got the word in your mind, you got it in your heart, and you got it wrapped around your arm, and you are expressing in your daily life the gospel that you proclaim and believe. Your orthodoxy has turned to orthopraxy. Are you following me? Now, I don't need somebody walking around holding my hand no more. Huh? Amen. You need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> don't you wet those pants. This would be funny if it wasn't so serious, wouldn't it? Don't you mess up in pants. And some of us are so convinced, been saved for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and we still got to have a diaper bag because we know probably. That's good right there. Uh-huh. Amen. That's what's wrong with the church because this doctrine has convinced you you are a sinner. Amen. And you're going to sin every day. So we got born, full-grown Christians carrying diaper bags. Oh, we come for meat today. I ain't got no milk today. Amen. Because I know I'm going to blow it. And when I do, I can clean up my mess. Amen. God, give us a church where the pastor ain't walking around wiping. How do I say that? He's not cleaning up messes. Amen. Where we have a responsibility. You know what? I don't need this diaper bag today because I'm going to walk. I got the word in my mind. I got it in my heart. And I'm going to walk out what I believe. I can't help me this morning and my actions are not controlled by my inconducive situations and circumstances because I am a mature believer. How childish is it for us to throw our little temper tantrums, so to speak, because things are not going our way? So he said it's time to leave and it's time to go on to perfection. Now, let me, let me hurry. If you don't know what's going on in this transition, it can be frightening. Not only frightening, it can be discouraging. Because now I'm being required to leave, which actually, excuse me, means to lay aside or to let go of some things. It can be a frightening experience. 
It can be frightening. Why? Because I've depended on that. That's been my security. That's, I can't let go of that. That, that, that gives me consolation and comfort. And if we don't realize it, this can be a frightening time in your life. And the only thing that enables me to make this transition with grace and confidence is knowing that I'm not leaving for the sake of leaving. I'm leaving for the sake of going. Did you catch that? I'm not losing something for the sake of losing something. I'm losing something for the sake of gaining something. I'm letting go of the lesser in order that I may gain the greater. First Corinthians 13, 11, Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a when I became mature, when I finally grew up, I put away some childish things. Hear me this morning, church. Some of you are, and Life Church, you are in transition right now, and you don't understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling. It's because it's your appointed time. Are you with me now? It is your appointed time. It's because your father is saying it's time to put away some things because today is your bar mitzvah. Today is your crowning day to come to the realization I am no longer a child. I am no longer an adolescent, amen. Some things that, that you used to do, you just can't feel comfortable doing no more. Who am I talking to in this place? Just for some reason, I, I, I just thank you for being honest. I just, I just can't feel comfortable doing that anymore, even though it was totally acceptable on that level. Are you following me? Amen. And if you're not careful, you'll get confused. Amen. If you're not careful, it'll be discouraging. Amen. Say, my God, this is the way I've always done it. This is the way I've always acted. But in reality, it's the Father pulling you to another level. And now I just can't be comfortable talking like that no more. I can't be comfortable acting like that no more. Now all of a sudden, I don't understand why. And then when I go to get counsel from my friend, they just tell me, don't worry about it. I do it, you do it. We all do it. I mean, my, dirty, my diaper's dirty right now. Oh my God, are y'all listening to me? Amen. I done wet my pants. I'm just looking for a place to change. I gotta wait till Sunday morning. Whew. Get to church. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, that was good. Oh God, I'll be glad when Sunday gets here so the preacher can... <laughs> I'm trying to use as much tack as I possibly can, amen? So, so the preacher can get me cleaned up, amen, get out his little wipes, amen, get me all cleaned up and smelling pretty so I can go back out there again, amen? But in reality, some of you finna find yourself where you can't hang with the same crowd you used to hang with. You just can't tell that joke, oh my God. You can't listen to that joke no more that you used to tell. Huh? Am I right about it? You feel some growth in your life? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. And as a result, we start losing some things, namely friends. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Oh, we might well just get real with it. Amen. If you ain't up for long, you depressed and oppressed. But in reality, don't be depressed. Amen. You ought to be rejoicing because actually you graduated. That circle, oh my God. That circle's too small for you, Scott Bamberg. You don't fit in that circle no more. Amen. I ain't judging you. I ain't condemning you. God bless you. Amen. But I'm leaving my diaper bag in this level because now I call somebody ought to help me. I, 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 don't, I don't need a tutor with me all the time. I don't need a governor with me all the time. Amen. Why? Because I got a deposit of the Holy Spirit down in my life. My, 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 my. Today is your bar mitzvah. It's time for us to brace a whole new level of living. And I don't know why we have so much trouble with it because the life is full of transitions. It's full of transitions. I finally went over the hill. Anybody else over the hill? Some of y'all been there and come back and... And, 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 and I don't care. It is what it is. I, I'm not with you. I, I'm not here to speak negative, but there's transitions in life. And I just made another transition when I went over 50 years old. Amen. And in this transition, my mind still thinks it can do what it used to do, but my body's saying it ain't happening. Can I get a witness from the elders? Because life is full of transitions and you can, amen, you can feel sorry for yourself, you can get depressed or oppressed, or you can say, thank God I made it this far. Amen. Yeah, I, I'm finna go buy me a motorcycle, a Corvette, start wearing my shirt unbuttoned down to here. Just start. We do that because we have a problem with transitions. And life is full of transitions. Amen. And the only reason you're transitioned to another level is because you have outgrown the one that you're in and you're too mature to be acting like an immature child. Amen. Because that child, and it's so imperative, oh God, oh God, I got to find a place to quit, but I don't want to. Amen. You hear me? What was acceptable is not acceptable. Why? Because God has brought transition into your life. He's brought transition into your life. Amen. And now you're walking in a whole new arena. And it's hard to embrace transition because I got real good at that. I was good at being that guy. But now God is calling me up another level. Amen. He is constantly transforming me into the very image and the likeness of Jesus Christ. I'm becoming more like him. Amen. And my, I'm tempted to stay back here where I'm comfortable. Anybody? Am, am I helping anybody? I, I, I'm tempted to stay here and I'm tempted, amen, to stay with the same people because we all doing the same thing. And, and <laughs> amen. And it makes me feel better about myself when I hang about pe around people on the same level as me because I don't have conviction. Matter of fact, I can lay my head down at night and when the Lord is bringing conviction, I can cover it up with, well, everybody else is doing it. Can I tell you something? It's only the people in that circle who is doing it. 
There is another circle God is calling you to with a greater level of convictions. See, that's what's crazy about this thing. People get saved, and, I, and, and when it comes time for transition, instead of moving into greater co- convictions, they go backwards and start laying down convictions. Oh, he's preaching this morning. Huh? You know, I, I don't really see you think about that. It's because you're hanging around jokers that that's far as they're going. I ain't saying you ain't going to heaven. Huh? I, I, born again on your way to heaven? Amen? Gonna go well? I guess God will deal with that pacifier when you get there. I'm gonna leave that up to him. But God said, what I'm doing right now is I'm raising up men of God. And I'm raising them up, and they're not immaturely unpredictable. They are so predictable. They are so faithful. Are you listening to me? Amen. My God, we can't even be faithful to a body. We can't even be faithful to the house of God. Anything comes up. The wind blows, and we can't make it to church. Oh, preach, preacher. Amen. Any little thing and everything. God said, I'm raising up somebody that is so faithful and predictable. You ain't got to wonder what they're going to do. They ain't going to twist off when the going gets rough. They ain't going to bail out when the going gets rough. They are mature men and women of God. And amen. When the battle gets hot, i tell you what they're going to do. They're going to draw their sword and they're going to say, come on, devil. Come on, devil. Is anybody listening to me? God said, I'm doing a new work. My God, we're living in an era of such childishness that you got to watch what you say in the church. Can I just be real? If you say the right thing the wrong way, somebody's mad, puffed up. I'll take my toys and go home. Huh? I'll just take my toys and go to another church. My God, is anybody listening to me this morning? I didn't want to preach this no more than y'all want to hear it this morning. God said, but I'm doing a new thing. I am growing us up. I am bringing to a, a church into maturity. Because here it is. Let me close this thing. I'll have to finish this thing some other time. Amen. The ultimate goal of God for you being born again, again was for you to be a full expression of his glory. Amen. It wasn't nothing about you from the beginning. And Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child. I understood a child. In other words, there ain't nothing in the kingdom changed. The only thing changes is your perspective of the kingdom. Because in a childish state, everything in the kingdom's about me. But when I start maturing, I start realizing everything in the kingdom is about me bringing glory to my father. Did you catch that? All of a sudden, things start changing. I don't think like I used to think. I don't respond like I used to respond. When adversity comes to me, I don't throw a fit no more. Why? Because I'm too mature for that. (laughs) I'm too grown up for that. that. That's not part of my nature anymore. I have encountered the bar mitzvah in my life. And today, I, I, the reason I titled this message is because the, thir- the, 12, the 13-year-old boy had to make a speech. And when he made a speech, the first thing he started in his speech is, today, I have become a man. 
today I have become a man. And he starts assuming responsibility and the father says, here, here is the keys to the kingdom. Here is the authority of the kingdom. Here is the dominion of the kingdom. I want you to start exercising the, 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 uh, 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 the affairs of the kingdom. How long are we going to stay children? Or are we going to embrace the appointed time of the Father? Because God said, I need you as an instrument to bring glory and honor to my name. I need some vessels that I'm not having to follow around behind and clean up behind your mess. I need some instruments, amen, that are taking my will and going and executing my will to a, to a lost and dying world until my kingdom is being expanded. Are y'all with me this morning? He said, I, I'm, my whole design of even bringing you into this kingdom was that you would be an expression of who I am and what I am. My God, you got to get that. I, let me get some musicians cut. I'm quitting, but I, I just need you to get this point before we leave. That if you still believe that all of this is about you, you're still childish. We come to churches looking for the best daycares, the nurseries, the children's churches. We want the worship to be conducive to what we like. We have become consumers instead of Christians. And if you as a church can fit all my criteria, I can worship here. Instead of coming in, what was that, that old, one of them presidents says? Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. What if we stepped into a level of manhood to where I didn't show up to be served, I showed up to serve. Mm -mm. I, I, I'm not, I didn't just come to get my Sunday morning fix, to get my nose wiped, my bottom cleaned. I come to get ammunition and equipped to advance this kingdom out there. Wow. Jimbo was just kidding a while ago, but he's, I didn't get to him until nearly last. He said, you better be glad you shook my hand. I was going to be mad at you. And the only reason we can joke about that is because we ain't like that. But churches are fighting it every week. Preacher didn't even speak to me today. Well, maybe I was giving you an opportunity to build some character. Huh? Maybe I was giving you an opportunity to grow up a little bit. I ain't going back to that church and people didn't even shake my hand. You can't say that about this church. You probably got hugged 10 times already. God, enough is enough. I know you love me. Go ahead. <laughs> huh? Childishness. Do y'all hear the heart of the Father? Childishness is plaguing our churches. And we've created a doctrine around it to where it's okay for you to fall and repent. Fall and repent. Sin and repent. 
I'm not even going to, I got my theory, but I ain't going to, I ain't got time for it this morning of whether you're saved or lost, going to heaven or not. That's, That's not even my object lesson. Hebrews is simply saying, hey, it's time to quit falling over the same old thing. You too old for that. You too old to be acting like that. It's time to step into some manhood, maturity. I don't need nobody controlling my feelings for me. Why? Because I, by reason of use, have learned. I have learned to to control them in a way that is becoming of the Father. Stand with me all over this building this morning. We quit. Amen. On your way to your feet, look over at somebody, tell them, time to grow up. Amen. Somebody. (laughs) See, somebody got offended with the way you said that. It's time to leave the elementary principles and go on to perfection. Go on to maturity. There comes a time when you no longer need to be taken care of. You start taking care of other people. And you start reproducing. You start becoming fruitful. That's what God's calling us for today. And today was not a message of uh, condemnation as far as I'm concerned. I think it was an awareness of, you know what? That's where I'm at right now. That's why I'm feeling like I'm feeling right now. That's why I'm not comfortable. God ain't trying to move me away from my church. He's not anything like that. No, the the Lord is just bringing me to the next level in my life. A level of maturity where I can be deemed dependable, faithful. Let me tell you about that guy. You can depend on him. And start producing so much fruit, and I'm, I'm done, that no matter what somebody says about you, for those who know you, they'll look you in the eye and say, no, I know that guy. You got some false information from somewhere. I can tell you right now, he didn't say that, and he didn't act like that. Because he's as predictable as God. And God is very predictable. Another word that you're used to is faithful. And I know he may be going through some hard times, but I can tell you, I know him. I know him. He didn't say it, and he didn't do it. God said, that's the kind of men I'm looking for. That's the kind of people I'm looking for. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.